and welcome to a brand new episode of Talking Law from Women in the Law UK. I'm Sally Penny, MBE, a barrister at Kenworthy's Chambers in Manchester, the Joint Vice Chair of the Association of Women Barristers and the founder of Women in the Law UK. This episode is brought to you by Flex Legal, a platform that connects law firms and in-house legal teams to lawyers and paralegals on a flexible basis. Flex Legal is the UK's fastest growing legal services provider and prides itself on being positive, human and responsive. Find out more at flex.legal. Just a quick reminder, I'd love you to join us for our very special International Women's Day conference on the 5th of March. You can find out how to attend by visiting our website, womeninthelawuk.com or follow the LinkedIn page. Just search for Women in the Law UK. Now, let's hear from today's guest. Mary is the CEO and co-founder of Flex Legal and is passionate about making the law more inclusive and more agile. Now a business owner and entrepreneur, Mary started her career as a solicitor working in property litigation. And I asked her how and why she made that professional shift. It took me a while and I had the idea for a long time because you see so many law students struggling to build up their work experience and get training contracts. Yes. So I kind of always saw that as a problem. And then when I was a litigator, you often have, as you'll know very well, Sally, peaks and troughs of, of work. Oh, yes. So really having having a pool of talent you can dip in and out of when you need. I kind of had that light bulb moment um, while, while I was a, a junior associate. Wow. So just going back a step, why did you come to the law? And did you, you know, what inspiration did you have? Yeah, so for me, I've always loved the kind of personal side of law. So was always interested in family or employment law and really combining kind of problem solving with that personal building relationship side. Yes. Um, and it's great. You're always, no day is the same. So you're always going to be intellectually stimulated, which I think as a career is quite an exciting place to be yes. um, and, and to grow. Brilliant. So once you're in the law, you told me already what where the kind of motivation was to set up Flex Paralegal. And I know some Flexers, as I call them, because they're wonderful. And many of them have gone on to become, you know, solicitors and have solicitor contracts and, and so on and had training contracts. Can you just explain how Flex works and how an individual or an undergrad might want to become involved and how law firms who listen to this podcast as well might want to get involved? Sure. So from the paralegal lawyer side, you, you sign up to our website and then you'll have an onboarding session where you set up a profile on our platform and we ask questions like, what's your availability? What areas of law are you interested in? And of how can we help? Which clients do we work with that, that might interest you? And then we have a kind of platform which matches when requests come in, matches to find the paralegals and lawyers that is most suitable. So we can search by location, practice area, availability. Um, and then we send out text messages to, to you to accept or reject the role and kind of in you go. And from a client perspective, it's all about giving you a pool of talent or a flexible resource as and when you need it. And that can be anything from a paralegal to help for, for three days for a trial, could be a paralegal helping negotiate contracts for a year in-house, or it could even be a litigation lawyer coming in to support a big case. 
So yeah. there's a whole kind of variety, really. Yes, which is fantastic. Uh, and I mean, that it's really successful. And I noticed that you won Tech Lawyer of the Year, which is a European thing, isn't it? It's not even just England. Yeah, I think yeah, you're being kind. There are lots of winners in in this in this category, but it's um, a great great recognition. And you know, combining law and tech is is great fun. Absolutely. So perhaps you can assist me with this question, which is, you know, what skills do you think you brought from being a lawyer to running a business? Yeah. So I guess I was a terrible lawyer in that I wasn't as risk adverse potentially as some lawyers are. I think being able to build relationships is key as a lawyer. You know, after all, law is a business of people and you usually buy um, off someone because you like them. So the selling side and building that relationship side, I've really enjoyed about building Flex. Um, I also think resilience, you know, it's so hard to become a lawyer and it's you're trained to work very hard. And both of those are key in in building a startup because you will get things wrong and you need to learn from your mistakes quickly um, and you also need to put in the hours because uh, as you know running running your side projects and women in law Sally it's yeah it takes a lot of time and effort but it's great fun and it, yes. the more you put in the more you get out yes absolutely absolutely um and it in yeah, you're absolutely spot, spot on there would you set up flex again if you were starting again Definitely. My my aim is to one day set up a charity. Yes. Um, so at some stage in my life, I would love to set up a charity. Maybe it's an R part of Flex, but um, I would absolutely do it again. You learn so much. And my bit of advice would always be, which my mum always said to me, fortune favours the brave. So just give it a go. Which is wonderful, really. Um, Flex is wonderfully diverse because I've met so many different paralegals who attend women in law events and, and so on what, what do you think about diversity and can, can we use tech even to improve the diversity do you think what, what do you think about diversity and the law so I think it's really really important and something which we all need to strive to improve the diversity statistics as we kind of know in in law are, are getting better but they're certainly not at a level that they should be so I think tech can help. I would say data is important. So yes. it's it's kind of what data you are tracking. And, you know, quite often we get asked now by our clients for our diversity statistics. Yes. So we do track this on the platform. And that's all really important to us because we want to make sure we are attracting a wide range of people, helping people from all different backgrounds. And in the long run, it will mean that we're better suited to giving legal advice to society, which is made up of all, a whole load of diverse people so so we need to be diverse as lawyers as well talking about diverse lawyers have you got a favorite fictional lawyer you can share with me and a favorite book and why fictional lawyer is a good one and I don't have anyone that springs to mind um book I've just read uh radical candor and anyone who manages a team I would highly recommend reading radical candor even if you don't manage a team it's all about having good relationships with the people you work with, clients and employees, and really showing that you care about them, but being direct. I think quite often English culture is to try and be too nice and actually 
not really get to the point. Whereas if you're getting to the point because you want someone to improve because you care about them, yes, then then it's a really nice thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mary, I know you'd mentioned earlier that you were pregnant. I'm so thrilled for you. How do you see your life? I've got three children, so I don't want to uh, be a, a spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> how do you see yourself managing the business and family, really, then maintaining a balance? Yeah, it's a really, really good question and one I need to kind of work out and probably will get wrong and feel that I'm neglecting either flex my baby or flex or my real baby yeah. all throughout the next few years. But um, I guess, you know, I've got an amazing team and I think having a team of support is key and trusting that people can get on without you they'll probably do incredible things without me and won't miss me at all so 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 that's important is building structure around you and people you kind of trust to, to run the company um, and and well-being and balance is absolutely key you know I won't be a good business owner and CEO if I don't look after my well-being yes and I think more and more we all need to remember that with mental health issues being so prominent in the legal sector and um, so it will it will be in an interesting challenge. I plan to come back after three months, yes. which is quite soon, yes. but on a part time basis and build it up. Yes. And so we'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll chat to you next year and let you know. How, oh, ab- how absolutely, it's absolutely. Well, just it's just good to be on. You know, this the journey. I don't think I've had anyone pregnant before, and you must be at least <laughs> episode thirty seven. <laughs> I want to ask you about this fantastic project that you've been running and you and I care very much about loneliness and isolation and that's what you know book clubs webinars all those things are about really at Women in the Law and I heard you on Radio 4 talking about your postcards and the Hello Stranger project can you just share a bit about that because I just love it yeah of course so this is very much a side project and it's um it's called Hello Stranger we leave postcards around London which are addressed back to me with a little with a pen attached and stamped back with a question saying tell me something positive that's happened to you or tell me a piece of advice you would give your younger self and we've got about 500 postcards back and they're just so inspirational they're they're amazing everything from real kind of life lessons to amazing stories um, and and it's really great and we want to make it into a book over the next year and, and sell it for a charity for a loneliness charity so maybe that'll be my charity I set up I love but, that because some of them have ranged from how people met a romantic getaways to advice in life and I mean I only know because you've told me so I'm definitely buying the book really do you, think- you haven't found one Sally yeah you found a postcard yet. <laughs> <laughs> I need to complete one somewhere <laughs> um, but Mary do you think your kind of love of humanity is something that you've always had where does that come from is that from family or the way you've been brought up I don't know to be honest I just I really love hearing people's stories and I think everyone has a story and something to say and so really listening to those and being able to learn from them is is really important and it's just something I've really enjoyed so I think probably rather selfishly it's, it's it's because I really enjoy it <laughs> yeah yeah no which is which is really good now Mary we're, we're in Covid um as we record this podcast and so sadly we're not in the studio all together I wondered what you think the impact will of Covid will be on the legal sector 
I think there's lots of positives we need to take away from COVID yeah. as well as some of the challenges. So some of the positives, you know, more flexible working and not always having to be in the office. So can can that actually help more women be retained in the legal profession? I, I hope so. There are, of course, challenges. So training for, for the younger generations. You, so often you used to learn by osmosis, by sitting in a room with someone. So that that definitely will have been affected over the past few months. But really, hopefully, I, I'm fairly positive that we can we can take all the good bits from COVID and turn them into actionable um, opportunities. So maybe people will start working, having a nice mix of being in the office and working from home. I certainly miss my colleagues hugely and can't wait to go back into the office to see them. So it's almost had the opposite effect on me of wanting not to work at home all the time. Um, and future generations, yes, I think it's been really tough. You know, the number of applications we've had to flex has tripled um, from from paralegals. But I'm hopeful that the work work is picking up and the legal sector is resilient because some areas get busy while others quieten down. So it's just uh, my advice to law students would be really think about what practice areas you want to go into and focus on on your strengths and, and playing to those practice areas. Absolutely. It's uh, such such great advice. Larry, what, what advice would you give to paralegals or those wanting to enter the legal profession? And I think my one huge bit of advice would be flexible. You never know where your career goes. And as I said, I was desperate to be an employment lawyer, but I never did a seat in employment. So I qualified into property litigation and, and loved that. And now I've set up Flex, which has a lot of employment issues to deal with. So <laughs> always be flexible and open to where your career is going to go. And at the same time, really try and think, I think, Think about what you enjoy, because if you can put all your energy and time into what you enjoy, you will be more successful and you'll have a really lovely time. And, you know, work, a career is important, but it's not everything. So make sure you're balancing your other priorities as well. Life, life commitments and family and friends, especially I think this year has really made everyone look at that and realise that. Um, and then finally, just be kind. You never, you never know what someone else is going through. And so always, always try and look after and support each other as well. Yes, absolutely. Mary, if you had kind of some inspirational role models in your life to have kind of instilled some of these things um, into you, I asked this question of Kate Brimlow QC, who's a Doughty Street. And she said, oh, Sally, I don't know if I've got one. I think probably my mum and dad, because my mum was always <laughs> fighting for, you know, trade union rights. But she worked in a factory, I think. So she wasn't a trade union rep. And that kind of instilled a sense of justice. So I just wondered if you have, you know, whether it's parents or whoever, who've kind of inspired you. Because, you know, setting up a business is a big deal. So I wondered where your inspiration comes from. Oh, God, that's a great question. And I need to really have a think. So it's, it's quite often from, from my mentors. So I've had a selection of mentors over the years who really, and, and I would highly recommend everyone should get a mentor um, at whatever stage of your career you're in. And one which I find um, quite funny is, is was, was a lady who worked at LexisNexis and we started doing some reverse mentoring and now she actually is part of, part of the team, Sophie, and she had a big impact on me and her, she's had three children her balance of work and 
children and life and her and she's hugely positive has such a positive outlook on life so she's definitely had a big impact on me and my career and then there's lots of kind of inspirational people in big companies who I also strive to be like such as kind of I've now forgotten her name which is typical um Cheryl Sandberg yeah exactly exactly yes um, so she, I think, you know, having a few role models who have run companies or been very senior to look up to is also very important. Yes, to have that um, motivation. Kind of ra- coming towards the end, but I spoke to the restaurant owner, Nisha Katona, who will be coming on this podcast. And she was a family barrister for 20 years. And she's left to set up Mowgli restaurants, which are kind of vegan um, Indian South Asian food and she, one of the things she found and I asked her this was about I asked you earlier about business skills and support for what she was doing and whether she felt included um, in the business world even though she was an entrepreneur and I just wondered what you what, what your experience has been as a woman former lawyer um, entrepreneur rather than I suppose from scratch as your first career really how has the support been as a social entrepreneur or just as a business entrepreneur by comparison to when you were a lawyer? Uh, so it's, it's been really good actually I think I'm very lucky because I have a business co-founder who is brilliant and very commercial but I've also I signed up to a lot of courses so I applied to the Goldman Sachs 10k small businesses program which is all about helping you as a small business get all those uh, leadership and business skills so I think you know I think for me it's all about looking at what your weaknesses are so mine for example was certainly finances and understanding a P&L I'd never done that before as a lawyer so I knew I wanted to understand that more and then have kind of looked at the courses and things which which offer that and then begin begun to build it up. And there's still plenty more I need to learn and grow and develop. So it's it's a constant learning curve, which which is part of why I love being a founder, because because you're always learning something new. God, I love that. As a startup, how important were lawyers um to you? Because I think the more young people as paralegals otherwise should be thinking about transferable skills and what they can do for startups, whether it's looking at, you know, the intellectual property for startups, ideas, or just ways that they can assist. I just wondered, you know, how important and relevant were lawyers when you were starting out, you know, before you got bigger? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, very important. And every business has legal problems or issues to think through. So I love that idea of getting law students more involved. Um, Half our business is law students helping us run the show. And actually, I think it's really important, especially in this day and age when you have Instagram and podcasts and social media. So that that's where law students' strengths are compared to potentially some of the older um, older companies who, who haven't really grappled with that. So you can add so much value to, to all companies. And um, and yeah, look, look, going back to the question, lawyers were, were absolutely key to our, our growth. Um, and we've had some great, great lawyers along the way and used law students and consultant lawyers as well. So I think having a law background has definitely helped. Yes. Helped there as well. Yes. And do you think it's important for law students to remember 
to have other interests in addition to to the law. Maybe it's a side hassle of I don't know writing books or articles or whatever you know crafts and whatever it is. Do you think that's still important for lawyers, qualified or unqualified? Definitely. And I think it's important to remember why that makes you a better lawyer. So I quite often interview people who have set up um, an art collection or love acting on the side or uh, running a little antiques Etsy shop online. And all these skills, I'm always like, how can you transfer that to law? Why does that make you a better lawyer? Well, it makes you a much better lawyer because you're looking at commercials or you're understanding about selling, you're, you're understanding about finances, you're becoming a much better, more commercial lawyer. So you'll be able to advise and give, a, give advice a lot better. So definitely, I think people should have should have interests outside of law, but but don't just do it to say it, do the things you enjoy, because there's always a legal element that you can bring into it. Such great advice. Maybe not quite finished, because I'm enjoying this interview far too much. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if you're going to need a wiener moment. I was always constantly being, you know, <laughs> yeah, in court uh, when I was pregnant with my three. <laughs> what, what's what's next apart from the baby in two weeks was so it's going to be a new Women in Law UK baby. I'm excited. What What's next in terms of growth and where you'd like to take flex you know might you go into Europe yeah so no plans to go um out of the UK yet because yes. I think we've still got a lot of growth we can do here yes. but we, we started offering lawyers flexible lawyers alongside paralegals so that's a new business unit which is definitely growing and then our big development for next year is our qualifying work experience diary so this will be free for law students to have one place to store all their qualifying work experience against the SRA competency statement, which should really help them with their careers um, and, and help them towards qualification. So I'm really, really excited about that because it really falls into our passion of how we can help people with their legal careers and have more flexible legal careers as they kind of go through different life commitments. Yes. So this is my final question and it's about this. I love that. I love where that's going. I love the, you know, the, the newly qualifiers and all that one-stop shop is really important, isn't it? Um, I, I've seen that you give a lot of interviews, you've written a lot and you're quite comfortable using um, LinkedIn and some of the other social media platforms. Uh, and I wonder if, you know, would you say to encourage perhaps those who are entering the law to those established to use it and embrace it? Definitely. Networking is so important. And actually, I the one thing I've really learned from setting up Flex Legal is people are always willing to help if you just ask. Yes. So never be afraid to ask for a coffee with someone and just to pick their brains for 10 minutes. And and you learn something from every conversation. It comes back to me loving hearing stories, but I feel like I learn something from every conversation I have. Yes. Um, and I also would say there are also a lot of trolls out there with Twitter and things. And and personally, I think use it in in a positive energy way rather than being negative. But definitely social media is great and it's a great way to build up your own personal brand at whatever level you are in your career. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, my final question is really um, the baby's father, because I know it's a, it is a father, it's a he. <laughs> are you going to do like a 50-50 paternity? And how important has he been in all of this to have the balance? You know, my husband is good, but I've still done all the homeschooling. 
Um, <laughs> sadly, where he works, I don't think there'll be shared parental um, shared parental leave. But um, we'll have to. I, I'm not too sure. It's all. It's going to be a big challenge the next few weeks. Yes. Probably feel like a, a bombshell has been dropped in our, oh, absolutely. <laughs> in our house. Absolutely. It's very excited. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the same for all of, all of us who have been parents. But uh, <laughs> uh, Mary Bonser, this has been an absolute delight to have you on the Talking Law podcast. It's been great to chat to you. Um, thank you so much. I know we've been trying for a while, but it's so wonderful. And please, will you come back on so we can meet the baby? Yeah, so thanks, Sally, so much for having me. And I love what you're doing. And Congratulations on the, the MBE recently as well. That's amazing. Oh, amazing. Thoroughly deserved. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. It's been really, really great. Pleasure. Very many thanks to Mary Bonser for sharing her story today on Talking Law. And congratulations too to that baby. Thanks also to Flex Legal for supporting this episode. I'm Sally Penny. I'd love to hear from you. Do get in touch on LinkedIn or you can find me on Twitter at SallyPenny1. If you'd like to learn more about Women in the Law UK or Working in the Law, there are a series of free lunch and learn webinars from Women in Law UK coming every week. And it's all about improving skills and well-being. You can watch these again on the YouTube channel. Thank you to our production team, Sam Walker and Michael Blades at What Goes On Media. See you next time.